Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Lift Effect podcast. I am your host, Matt McNeil, founder, clinical director, and director of human performance at Lift Effect, where we assist professional pilots with maintaining better mental health and optimizing their mental skills. The goal of this podcast is simple, to help pilots and other high liability professionals and disciplines come out of the shadows to discover how we can live better lives personally and professionally. Join us each episode as we discuss various topics ranging from mental health, mental skills and performance, to business, entrepreneurship, and a few other surprises along the way. Welcome again to another episode of the Lift Effect podcast. We hope that you had a great Christmas and that you're getting ready for the New Year's. So Matt, how was your Christmas? Did you have a good one? It was fine. <laughs> it, and, and, yeah, I like that. You know, that you know, short, succinct, sweet. That's okay, good. I think it, that's a wrap. I good. think we're good. Yeah, good. Happy holidays. We'll see you. Yeah. Happy New uh, Year. <laughs> yeah, I know it's always nice to have yeah, time. Santa Claus came, you know, for my six-year-old, and she's super into it. She's like, like, she's way into holidays, like Christmas and 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 uh, um, Halloween. She gets like, she's totally decked out, which is funny because my wife and I are not super like big holiday cheer type people. I mean, we're not scrooges but we just are pretty pretty mellow about it but our six-year-old is like full-on like let's all the accoutrement like we're listening to christmas carols non-stop i mean she's like way into it which is really cute to see and i'm like gonna enjoy this as long as this lasts yeah i mean same thing here i mean i got uh you know i got the five kids and Mm -hmm. i got a six six year old and a nine-year-old and they're just they're all thrust no vector. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah. their idea was one Christmas tree wasn't enough. We, they want we two. Have one, yeah, yeah. No, we have five. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, you know, we have one that's decked out with everything, and then the all the other and then the other four are one of the tall, thin one, and we got like three three others <laughs> three that are kind of like their height, and they've just got yeah. uh they got the the white lights on them, and one had candy cane on them, yeah. and you wouldn't believe how hard it was to keep them. They kept looking at that thing. They were scoping it out, and oh yeah, it was a it was a we managed pretty awesome. But yeah, it was a it was a good time. It's uh it it just comes too fast. It does and, come you know, too fast. Yeah, we're already, they're already counting down uh, the days <laughs> to the next Christmas. I, I used to when I was little. I used to get so like disappointed Christmas yeah. evening. It was it felt like a Sunday night before you know you have to go back to school on Monday. It was just like oh this huge letdown you know that the holiday's over and you've opened everything and there's there's nothing left you know yeah. like yeah they go funny. Just, you know what's going on next oh new year's oh, what's new that? year's <laughs> yeah 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 mm. you know and that brings up a great conversation you know it's like this is a uh I, my family has always thought of christmas as a really special time it's you know time for us to have um thanks and gratitude and um we're grateful for the things we have and obviously we look forward to the new year and you know, my my question always is, what New Year's promise am I going to make that I know that there's mm. absolutely no chance of me keeping? <laughs> you know, by it's like the old saying: you buy all the fitness equipment in January and you sell mm-hmm. it. By, 
Yeah, it's the best time to buy your Peloton bike is March. You can get a get a steal on it because people are like, get this thing out of my house because it just reminds me of how I failed with my my resolution. I mean, what do you think about resolutions? Do should we talk about resolutions? That might be kind of a. I I think that's a good. That's a really good topic to talk about because it. uh, We all have the best intentions when we we make them. I'm not sure. Sometimes how many people actually carry through on them, you know, it's kind of like a, you should place bets on how long it takes until you've broken every one of your New Year's resolution. And then whoever gets the longest wins, because it, uh, you know, you always talk about how you're going to lose a little weight or you're going to run a little bit more, you can eat healthier, um, you're going to clean up the house or whatever it is, there's always something and and, and then that nasty thing called life gets in the way. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts about resolutions hmm. of any kind? <laughs> Without the risk of pissing a whole bunch of people off. <laughs> oh, you would never do never, that. Never, which you're so, seem, you're so vanilla. I seem to do. <laughs> you're so vanilla, I, I swear. <laughs> um, I, think, I think resolutions in and of themselves are pretty dumb. I got to be honest with you. I there I mean what what is it about like okay so it's you know as well it's 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 still 2022 and then tomorrow is going to be 2023 so I'm going to now make a change because it's 2023 instead of 2020 like, it's like, like logically does that make any sense? Just No, but I think emotionally from a, it's 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 the thought that's it's it's a new start. It's the beginning of a new year. What is it? Uh, it, it's not really. I mean, no. well, nothing actually really changes because it's 2023 other than like, you know, maybe taxes or something. But I mean, it doesn't, it, the, the the concept of it seems like kind of voodoo-ish to me. Um, now, if look, the hardest part of anything is starting. That's the hardest part of anything starting. And if that's what you need for motivation to start, I think that that's fine. But my experience of New Year's resolution, and I think the, there's, I remember reading some stuff on this, like they looked at the science behind resolutions and like, they, they don't, they don't work. People um, look at gym memberships. Like that's a great example. You can look at the data on gym memberships. Everybody goes and gets a gym membership. That's like hot season is, you know, January is everybody is going to like, okay, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to get a beach body and I'm going to, I'm going to lift weights and I'm going to get in super toned and I'm going to get that full gym membership and I'm going to get the private training and I'm going to get all this stuff. And what happens with gym memberships? I've got a client that owns, she's a former client uh, for coaching that had a, a gym. Gym, he owned a couple of gyms. And what happens is everybody dumps their memberships by like March, April, because they, they, and so what, what does it do to the psychology of people? They feel horrible. They feel like they've failed. They look at themselves in the mirror and they feel like crap. They look at that membership and they go, God, I'm such a loser. I think resolutions are inherently bad. I think they make people feel really bad because they're not properly set. So maybe it's like this is a goals. Like like what what do we do with goals? How do we set goals? And why I, do we fail at reaching our goals? Oftentimes, I agree with you to a point. 
and and I would I would I would um, actually disagree with you on one part. You said the hardest part is starting, and I totally disagree in that regards. And mm-hmm. that is the hardest part's not starting. People start things all the time. You know, as your example, they go get the membership. They start. Mm-hmm. It's the follow through. It's the commitment. Well, yeah, starting and, and, is uh, well. Most people don't even start. I mean, do you know the like how many people actually get their butt up off the couch and do something? It's like they they can't even do that. I mean, it's amazing what happens if you can accomplish one thing. People people overestimate what they can accomplish in a week, but they underestimate what they can accomplish in a year. They go, "I'm going to do this. This is what this is the whole resolution conundrum for me." Is it's like this big, like we're gonna, I'm gonna do this and 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 this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this whole change. And you know how much of that they do? None. Not a single thing. Yes, fulfillment is the hardest part. Anybody can start anything, but most people can't even get started. They don't even get started. And I'm not trying to be super like bah humbuggy here. But I, no, it's I, about I'll, I'll take any, you know, just get started. Just just make and but do you need a gym membership? You know, it's, it's like, do you need all of the, um, it's funny, my wife, she, she grew up, uh, in Wisconsin in a place called Oconomowoc. Right? So some of you might know it. Some people call it, they, they think it's pronounced Oconomowoc. It's like Oconomowoc. Um, it's outside Milwaukee. Three times. Yeah. Oconomowoc. Oconomowoc. And there is this, like this Olympia ski hill, which was a trash pile. That they they just erect. I mean, it's Wisconsin. There's no hills really, and they they erected this big pile of trash and turned it into a ski. It was it was a dump that they turned into a ski resort, and it was a lot of people would come from Chicago because it was the closest like you know hill that they could ski on. <laughs> but they would they would come with like you know th- so the local kids right were just like they just sort of show up and just kind of go down the hill and with whatever their, their, you know, antique skis that their grandparents had or whatever. But some of these Chicago, you know, wealthy suburb Chicago people come with like Olympic style gear, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like the the highest tech, you know, stuff to go down this pile of trash. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. And, and they would never have skied before and they get all, you know, like fifth, you know, $5,000 $5,000 worth of ski stuff. And they'd go down and they would bail and it would be a big yard sale because everything would go flying. And then they would quit. <laughs> they'd be like, screw it. You know, like, I don't want to do this. This is, this is too hard. And then all of the ski equipment sits in the garage until they decide that they need to get rid of it. And so that's like the example of like, I have to get the full gym membership with the trainer and the this and that. To, to get myself in shape. No, you don't. Like, you know how you get in shape? Get up off the couch and just go for a walk. Start with, like, start with a walk. And then after you can walk for a while, then maybe, like, do a skip. How about go for a skip for a while? And then after you can get the skip down, then maybe go for, like, a trot, a little trot. And then after you get the trot down, then you can go for a little bit of a if run. You could only see what 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 Matt I'm is acting doing as he's out. saying these things. I swear, <laughs> right. but it's like that. That's 
So the fulfillment piece is because we want it all at once. That's that what was, the resolution is to me. And that's is, what I was going to sum it all up. at once. And that's what I was going to sum up. Life, people, when they do the New Year's resolution, whether they think about it or not, it's kind of like they're in their mind. It's the, it's a sprint. I want a quick result. Oh, Got to have it all and, now. Yeah, and yeah. It, and instead, if it's about mindset, it's a marathon. It's the long haul. It's the long race. It's it's. It's not going to happen tomorrow. And that's what people get frustrated with. They're, they have this great intention. They have these desires. And they just want it. And they don't see that immediate result. So therefore, it's not working. I got to quit. Where if you have the right mindset and you look at it and go, you know what? This is incremental gains. It's the old saying. 1% per day or per week doesn't sound like a lot. But in a year, that's a lot. And and I think that's what people don't get. They go, they want to see these ten percent gains per week, and it uh, you know no matter what whatever it is, you know we've been talking about. Yeah, uh, do, do, fitness, I mean that's the do, it's about everything. Right, do a little, a lot, not a lot, a little. And the resolution to me is the attempt of doing a lot, a little. You go, you go, you get the whole thing, and then you do it one time, and you're like, ah, oh, this is work. I don't want to do this because your strategy sucks. Uh, this is actually really important. State story strategy. State yep. story strategy has been a guiding principle that is like live. Uh, it has changed my life and has changed the lives of my clients when I when I work with them on this. And even in therapy, I, I talk about state story strategy. And this is like the guy who made this really famous was was the the some people consider him a motivational. Uh, you know, rah, rah guy, Tony Robbins, but I think he's actually much more than that. And whether you like him, you hate him, it doesn't matter. The guy's got some pretty, pretty serious influence. Um, and he took this idea of state story strategy, which he really got from, uh, Eric's, you know, very famous psychologist. It's a conglomeration of a bunch of different things. Okay. Uh, but he synthesized it in this beautiful, mental model of state story strategy. Now, what most people do when they want to accomplish something is they focus 100% on the strategy. So like, for example, if you want to lose weight, this is a big New Year's resolution. I'm going to lose weight. I want to lose 25 pounds. Um, what they focus on is the strategy to lose the weight. And what's the strategy is that's the diet. There's I can't remember how many diets there are. It's like a crazy amount of diets that are and out more there. That, every year. Oh, and more every year. And it's like a, it's like a $50 billion a year. I mean, it's, I was shocked when I found out like how much the dieting industry makes. It's like, holy cow, man. That's like a, makes more money than most countries. Right. And this is the dieting. There's like a thousand different diets out there. And the success rate of them is all abysmal they don't they don't they they'll work for some people but most people they don't work for because what people focus on they focus on the like the the strategy to getting there which is what well, i got to have the right diet uh-uh. see and that's the resolution piece can be oftentimes it's not it's actually the strategy is and people think the strategy is the most important piece to it well, there's also this piece called story. And story is what are the stories that I'm telling myself about myself, about my life, about who I am, about myself. So 
when people can't fulfill on going to the gym or implementing the diet for more than a week, the story that they tell themselves is, I'm just not good at this. I can't do this. Or if they're overweight, I'm it's because of my, you know, my my genes. I'm big boned. Um I've got well, too am. many people around me. You know, some <laughs> of us are. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, but it's that it's the story of like, well, I, I this is the reason why I can't do this because I've got, you know, I, I don't have a supportive spouse. There's always junk in the cupboard and I can't get away from it, or I'm just not good at this, or yada yada yada. And that's the story. And then the story derails even the greatest strategy that you thought you had, it doesn't work. But there's one little more piece to this, which is the the word state. And state means psychological state. And this is my own theory on this, but I think that there's two states. There's a resourceful state or an unresourceful state. Resourceful state means that if you think about like as pilots, what is what is CRM, resource management? It means utilizing the, the different aspects and tools that you have to solve a problem. You're not narrowed around just the the light buzzer or bell that's going off. You have the periphery to be like, okay, well, we have the you know, checklists and we have uh, QRHs and we can talk to maintenance and we can talk to the flight attendants and we can talk to the passengers and we can talk to dispatch and we can talk to ATC and we can talk to the other pilot sitting next to us, right? We use all these different resources to solve the problem. So you have this per a peripheral perspective. But when we get afraid, what happens is we our our periphery narrows because we're looking for the threat. Right, it goes super like 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 pinholed, and that that can be looking at the exercise bike that you saw that you bought and you never used. Right, it throws you into a state of unresourceful fear and panic, and then the story gets triggered of I suck, and the strategy is gone, and so your state. Of whether you're now, so the opposite of unresourced is, is, is resourced, is wide open. But when we become afraid, we unresource. So if you think about a resolution of how do you achieve a resolution and how do you properly set the goal, you actually need to work backwards. What everybody thinks is it's the strategy. It's I've got to have the Peloton bike. I got to have all the, 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 you know, the, the alpine ski gear for the trash pile. No, you don't. You actually need to have this. You've got to work from the state first. You need to be in a resourceful state in order to execute. So state is like 90% of what's most important. Story is like 9%. Because if the story you tell yourself is I suck, right? It's you know, that's going to shut you down. And the strategy is 1%. It's actually 1%. It's not the 99% that we're, that people utilize strategies. I mean, look, if your strategy is you want to lose weight and you want to eat a box of Krispy Kremes for, you know, for, for, for breakfast every day, well, that's a shitty strategy and you're going to fail. Even if you're in the most optimal resource state, and even if you, you're the story you tell yourself is that you can do this and you can overcome this. If your strategy is, is, is gross, right? Then it's not going to work. So you have to have the right strategy, but it's not the most important thing. It's the least important thing. And so when you think about your resolution, 
are you putting too much emphasis on the strategy or are you working from the state? Are you working from the story and then allowing the correct strategy to help move you across the finish line to being able to get there? For a lot of entrepreneurs, and I'm going to go business for a second because I think it it can come right back to here. For a lot of entrepreneurs out there, a big problem that they have and that they deal with constantly is the shiny object syndrome. Yep. And and to take it and now transfer, it's it's the latest, greatest, the newest, the uh, most automated, whatever. It's going to solve your problem. You're not going to have to do much. And the way I would equate it is, like you said, every year there's how many new diet plans and fads come out. Oh, this is the one this year. This is the one that's going to make yeah. the difference. So the one gonna, last year yeah. I was a little off, but this didn't work year, for this me, one, right? Didn't this work. One, yeah. Boy, it fits me to a T until March, and then it doesn't. And then next January, the new one comes. I go, this one is going to be the one that I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know, it's, and you get suckered into the to that versus the being in the right state of mind. And like you said, at the end of the where the where the main focus should be is where the least focus is. Yep. You feel like the vehicle is going to do all the heavy lifting for you. What, what is that? Ad- and what is advertising? Advertising is no. strategy. All day long, it's and it, they it, make buku bucks. Oh, big time, oh right? God. It's you. You just need this thing, and then you're gonna be you're gonna be good enough. So come and buy this. Yep. It's like if they lose, if you if it works, <laughs> I hate to say it like that, but if it works, then they're not gonna. That's they can make it. money. <laughs> yeah, not gonna make money. I. It's so there's a story that <laughs> kind of reminds me of like this huge awakening for me when I was. Uh, I was like in seventh grade when I got my first guitar, I play a lot of music and love playing music. And it's a huge part of my life. And when I got my guitar, right. And my friends, we, we've had this little band in high school, our first band. And I got this guitar and, and, you know, my mom let me go get a guitar. It was for Christmas. And I got, you know, I got like the Fender Squire guitar with a little amp and, and I got it. And I was like, Oh, this is so great. You know, this is so amazing. I was super like protective of this guitar. And I go over to my friend's house and he's got an older brother who was a really, really good uh, bass player and uh, ended up playing in a, a, a pretty famous band. Uh, and he was, so he was kind of like our, the big brother and he would beat us up and he was, he was kind of, we liked him, but we we're scared of him, you know? And he, I remember we go over there and I've got my, my, my red guitar, you know, and he goes, and I'm sort of learning, you know, trying to get it perfectly in tune and and make sure that everything is clean and there's no handprints on it. And he goes, he, he's, he goes, Matt, come over here. L- l- bring your guitar. Let me, come on oh. up here. And he walks to the top of the stairs because we're jamming down in the basement, right? And he goes, can I see your guitar for a second? Please don't I'm tell like, me what you're about to say. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I give him my guitar. I thought he was going to show me something cool. Oh, he showed he, you, I bet. He takes, the, he takes the guitar and he throws it down the stairs. Just throw, he throws it down the stairs and I'm standing there and I'm like, my jaws on the floor and everybody's like, you know, looking up and we're, we're just in shock. And he goes, now go downstairs, pick up that guitar, turn it all the way up, turn the amp all the way up. Don't tune it. Just start playing it. Just start playing. And if you don't, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Right? 
Sounds like so he turned down into the guitar. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he would just, you know, put us in headlocks and just the typical older brother, right? And that's what turned me on to like punk rock music. It's like, okay, th three chords and a message, right? You know, power chord. And you you can do this. Just just get started. Forget about jazz scales, right? Just learn how to make a sound with a thing. And then you start from there. And that was like a defining moment. And, and what was cool is I went down and we started. And guess what? We wrote our first song as a band. And it's, I think I still have an eight-track uh, 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 recording oh, of it somewhere. You're going to have to I'll, play it one day. I will find it and try to play it on the podcast. It's some I've got it somewhere, and that was our first song, and we and it was like, oh my god, we can be a band, you know, we can do this, and it gave us permission to just go three, two, one, go, just get started, and that has really like huge defining moment for the rest of my life. It's it's guided my life, and when I when I stray away from that. You know what happens? I get a big pile of stuff that I didn't use because I made a resolution that I was going to do it. And I thought that it had to be perfect and that everything had to be in place because I focused too much on the strategy and I didn't put myself in the right state and I didn't manage the story and I focused too much on the strategy. When I, when I was flying, um, when I, I was, I, I used to fly the F4 um, and we had a um, inevitably if you fly enough in that community, you'll have people that that have to eject from an airplane. They have to get out of an airplane for for whatever reason. And when they do, and uh, afterwards, you kind of have a party for them to say, "Today is your birthday." Basically, it's your you 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 know because you survived, and it you're smaller like, probably. Yeah, yeah eventually. <laughs> But you end up having a second birthday. So mm. we always say today is the first day of the rest of your life. Mm. And then I started thinking about that. And I, once I started having kids and whenever they would screw up on things or they didn't do things quite right. And I said, you can't change what has happened. It's already happened. It, it's there. Words spoken cannot be unsaid. Deeds done cannot be undone. But what has yet to happen can be, you can write whatever you want and do whatever you want. So I always tell them, tomorrow is the first day of the rest of your life. So in that regards, the New Year's resolution can be any day's resolution. Tomorrow I can agree. be that day. And the other thing that I want to tie into something you said that, that, that illustrates that same comment. I remember you telling me about something else that, uh, that, that is going on right now. And that was, mm -hmm. you said, three, two, one, go. You know, and, and it's that go part. Like in some regards, you're right. It's the hardest part is to start. But I think oftentimes people do, they, they, they put into motion the things that are, I can't say if give the appearance or get the belief that it started because you're doing all the stuff peripheral to it. You're rearranging the deck chair. You're, you're getting the, the, uh, the supplies. You're doing all the things to get ready to do what you need to do, but you're not actually doing the heavy lifting that's really going to make it work. 
it's like you say, you buy all the right beautiful gear, mm-hmm. you know, you look so good or maybe not so good in your, <laughs> in, your in all your new fitness gear, but then you don't go work out. Yep. You you in your mind, you started, you bought the stuff, like the ski equipment. You got all this got this beautiful suit and 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 boots and skis. So you started mentally, you're started, but you didn't do the heavy lifting. That's just that's wrappings. You know, the old saying when the wrappings grabs your attention. It's the contents of the box that are going to keep it. Yeah. So I think, I think that's, that's why I listen. I listen to punk. I, you know, I love music. I love jazz and I love all sorts of kinds of music. Um, and I played lots of different styles of music and been in a lot of bands and re- was a recording engineer for a number of years when I, you know, and I, I still sometimes go back to punk rock music, like minor threat and the, the misfits and, you know, the descendants were really, really into the descendants when I was a kid. And what I like about that, when I, when I need to get started, I will go back to that. <clears throat> I listen to stiff little fingers. It's a great band out of, out of Ireland. It was a punk band. You know, the, the future questions we're going to get. Oh, I yeah. got to show the uh, the age of our audience based on what sure. you said with the name. Yeah. <laughs> Those well, and, and people are like, what? Pi- pilots Ooh, punk, you know, but there's some pilots <laughs> that really get it, you know, um, but I, what I like about that music is it was like this permission to just go. You didn't have to be good. You didn't have to know what you were doing. It was this very experimental, innocent age of creativity. And it's, you know, some of us sounded just horrif- horrifically bad because they didn't know how to play and they didn't know how to record. And they recorded it in their mom's kitchen with a, you know, an old microphone they found in the trash. And But what I love about it is it gets rid of all that, that nasty perfectionistic nonsense. And it allows you to just kind of be like a little kid and be creative. Good what I love about little kids is they don't they don't care they're just, they're not looking for perfection they can make a, a sometimes I see them like upstairs they make make a game out of like a stick in a box you know I mean it's like they amazing love the box more than the present inside they it. do they exactly and what I think is so beautiful about that is it like gives you permission to play and as human beings we are playful animals. I mean, I even watch like the my cats upstairs. They're just playing with each other. And apes go play with the squirrels outside or chasing each other up and down the trees. They're just playing. We are, we are animals and humans can play at the highest level. That's how we come up with great ideas and this, these amazing inventions. I mean, the Wright brothers were, 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 they loved bicycles and they, they created an airplane because they allowed themselves to just play. They didn't, they weren't going for perfection. And that's the hardest part is to give yourself the freedom and the creativity to just like take those new white sneakers and run through a mud puddle as quick as you can. So you just get it over with and you don't have to worry about like keeping things nice and neat and perfect. And, and it's got to be a certain way. Give yourself permission to just be playful and see what you can do. Forget the resolution. Just start right now. Be, be rebellious. Instead of waiting till the first, how about you start right this second? The perfect time doesn't exist. Nope. Perfect time is 
when you make the time, that's as perfect as it's going to be. Yep. And then you build from there. And, and, uh, and I think we've talked about also, you will fail. You will have mistakes. And the, the time. key is, is fail forward. And I, and I use that analogy probably way too much here, but move the ball down the field. And, and, and even if it's falling face forward, you just move the ball six feet or five feet or however tall you are. Well, think about like the best, the best hitters in baseball. Their average, their 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 average is like a, a a you know like low threes. That means that seven out of ten pitches they don't hit, or even the twos. They're like the most elite of the elite. I mean, that is massively successful if you can hit high twos and high threes. That's I've always said that about twenty to thirty percent. You know, that's only seventy percent fail rate. I've always said to people, I'll guarantee a ninety-five percent you know success rate in landing. How much are you willing to pay me? <laughs> they don't think that's funny. I don't know. No, why. they they might not like that. <laughs> they might not like that. But I think it's that's really true. So, like the context of the resolution, I don't know. If you want resolutions, that's fine. Do it. But I I don't think you need it. I don't think you need to do it. I think if it's a new beginning for you and there's something that sort you know this it's ceremoniously important, then that's cool and you can do that. But but. I don't think that means you're going to be successful at it. I don't think that's the recipe is just setting the resolution and starting it. I mean, and also waiting until that point also builds up angst and anxiety because it's a buildup, just like you say, just start on any given day waiting for one time a year. It's just, it's kind of like the worst, the worst holiday or event of the year to me is Valentine's day. I hate that day. I think uh, really truly do because I shouldn't have to wait one until one day a year to tell my wife I love her. I tell her every day, mm-hmm. and the, you know, so don't don't put too much. Now I love the holidays. Yes, I love Christmas, and I, you know, there there are some significances to certain things. The Valentine's is a contrived day. New Year's for resolutions, I think, is a contrived day. You know, it's a it, you've created an event when it really isn't any day you want to start something that is a resolution. And it can be the New Year's resolution for that mm-hmm. day. So it's all about the state of mind. And um, you know, yeah, don't beat yourself up when you no. go out and you see all the the the, the failures because that is the you know that's and that's the story. That's the piece of the story. And it's easy to traumatize yourself with with like you know what I, I'm just I, I am no good. I am a failure. And we do that all the time. And so don't do that. That that's that's not allowing yourself to learn and that's because you probably set yourself up to fail. So don't set yourself up to fail. You just have this beautiful period of time right here where we give thanks and and hopefully everybody had a, a good holiday. Like you don't want to set yourself up all of a sudden right in the new year. And then you kind of go, oh, well, here we go again. You know, we you you can make it what you want it to be. Um, by looking at it in the long term and going, it doesn't have to start on January 1st, but just start somewhere and, and just build at it slowly, but surely don't get, um, absorbed in the latest fad or craze or feel like you've got to buy the latest high tech toys. There are some things that will help, but most things are just, they're accessories at best. And they're just, and they're, and they're money pits at, at, at in, in most cases. Whatever it is, whether it's buying food processors or buying equipment, it's just, you know, for the longest time, just walking, like you say, 
just go for a walk. walk. You know, I remember this, I was teaching this one girl one time how to fly and, and she, her dad was this, you know, Navy fighter pilot and he was really pushing her to be a pilot and she didn't really want to do it. I mean, and he would just stand out there at the field and just, you know, critique her landings and, and she couldn't land for the the life of, she was just, because I think she was what didn't want to be there. And it was, it wasn't, it was a bad thing for her, but she was talking and she, we, we, I was trying to help her land and she's talking about, well, how am I going to land on a carrier? <laughs> I'm like, I, you know what? I, I'm not sure, but I'll take just runway two, one first. Let's, let's work on that. And let's start, let's see if we can just do this on the runway and then we'll worry about the carrier later. <laughs> and we Look, we all do that at some level. We all do that. But human nature, yeah. like you say, it's human and, nature. You made a, one other comment I just want to revisit really quick. And you talked about people are inherently playful and creative. And 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 I I feel like in today's world, it there's so many things out there that try to stifle that. Oh yeah. And and I think that we need to step back and and I, I showed you this once when we were talking, where you do that little the circle where you go, you know, life wants to suck you into that pinhole. Mm-hmm. And I open my fingers up into a, a, a shape of an L and I say, I want my picture to be so big. I can only see one corner. Mm. I want to remind myself how fortunate and how blessed I really am. You know, I have a wife and my kids and they're healthy and I have so much to be grateful for instead of focusing on the pain point of the moment, whether it's work, hobby, uh, weight, you name it. It doesn't make a difference. You pick what it is business. It doesn't make a difference. And and life wants to suck you into that pinhole. You just keep that aperture open and realize we truly are blessed. And give yourself the right, like you said, to be able to laugh, to have fun, to sit down. I'm 62 years old, and I sit down, and and I get down in there. I'll play with them, and that's the highlight of their day. Yeah, man. And it and it becomes the highlight of mine. And I, I think agree. that life will be a lot better, a lot less stressful. Um, if we just look at, there's a place for that. There's a place for all of it. It's balance. And I don't think we have enough of it. Well, I think there's this also this, and one of the things that, um, somebody had actually written in and said, you know, we talk about achievement or, or we talk about peak performance and I am interested in, in our ability to perform at the top of, of our, our game whatever our game is, that is a big interest to me. But let me make something clear. There is a huge difference between achievement and fulfillment. Achievement is not all that. It's at the end of the day, you don't have to achieve anything to be a life that's to have a life that's worth living and a life that is that is fulfilling. You could sit in a chair and that's good enough. I mean, I think we are always, we're constantly bombarded with these messages that unless you're like achieving something or unless you're just really out there, you know, grinding it hard, there's something wrong with you. And I think that's a, a serious problem, which has created so much anxiety. And I mean, anxiety is the pandemic. We are an anxious bunch of people because a lot of it is we're constantly giving ourselves the message and we're being bombarded with the message that you got to be out there doing something. Um, you got to be creating things and, and that's, that's just not true. 
That's not true at all. Some of the happiest people I know uh, are not driven by achievement at all. They, you know, they they don't achieve a lot, and they're the most fulfilled, happy people I've ever met. And they've got incredible lives. So you don't have to be doing something amazing that's unique, that's above the rest to be a good human being, to have a life that's fulfilling, to have a life that's worth living. You don't have to do that. So I, and I know we talk about peak performance on here, but I don't want to send the message that unless you're peak performing, there's something wrong with you. That's just not true. I agree. So tell me, you got any plans for the, the New Year's? Um, well, we're in Scottsdale right oh, now. Cool. Um, and I'm going to go to the Musical Instrument Museum. Uh, and uh, there's some couple of please local don't throw places. any guitars. Please. No, I won't. I won't throw any guitars. <laughs> there's actually an author there um, that's got a drum kit. He, have, he he's a novelist and. Um, He's a he's a, a friend of my dad's, and so he's but his drum kit is in this museum. So I don't. Know, it's just some weird stuff. We're gonna do some weird things cool, uh, huh? when we're out there and try to swim, and then we actually are flying back on on New Year's Eve back Sweet. to Denver. So um, well, just enjoy your so. time with the family. We're we we usually keep it kind of quiet and low. The big thing for all the kids is we have these uh, you know that um, sparkling grape wine. You know they're not wine. Oh yeah. You know, they that think it's kid, champagne. Yeah. You know, yep. so yeah, they're, they're toasting with the you know with the adults. Do they stay up till midnight? Well, they they try it. Try fifty fifty. Sometimes they do. <laughs> Other times they're you know I my my six year old or five year old last time was kind of uh, you know he was he was in that <laughs> that dazed dozing state, but uh, you know they'll it, try. Do you watch it, the ball oh, yeah, drop? You know, do, do you do you watch? Yeah. Uh, well, I. That's remember, so remember Dick Clark? Remember oh my watching God, Dick yes. Clark? Yeah. Yep. That man still looked young until he didn't look young. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he was there for so many years. So, but um, yeah. Well, yeah, we don't make it till midnight. Not hardly ever anymore. We're like, yeah, we're, I, we're like, I, yeah, we're gonna do it, and then we're like, yeah, I'm going to bed. <laughs> I prefer not to, but it's for the kids. I, like, they, I know. I know. You know, those people that want to go to New York Times Square, have at it. That's not. That's not my thing. Yeah. But, well, I'm gonna wish you the happiest of new years and i look forward to seeing in the new year and it uh it's been a hell of a ride in 22 um and uh i've said this to many others and i want to throw it to you may 2023 bring to you everything 2022 didn't same to to all of you you. we wish you the happiest of new years and we hope the same for you in the this coming year and please stay tuned with us we have so much more to talk about we're going to have some special uh, guest uh, speakers. So you're not going to have to listen to me jack my jaws all the time. And we have so much more to offer. Please also keep those questions coming. We chose not to talk about any today, but um, we want to hear from you. And it's podcast at lifteffect.com. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Happy New Year from Matt and Carl. Have a great one. Listen to more punk rock.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Lift Effect Podcast. If you want to dive deeper into this episode and every episode, go to our website, lifteffect.com forward slash podcast. If you're enjoying the show, we would love it if you'd follow us on Spotify and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate your support. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, all with the ID Matthew McNeil. This show is brought to you by Lift Effect, a clinical mental health and consulting company that assists air carriers, corporate flight departments, pilot unions, and commercial pilots by providing comprehensive psychotherapy and mental skills coaching services to pilots with mental health and mental performance related issues. Visit lifteffect.com, that's L-I-F-T-A-F-F-E-C-T.com to book your free consultation. And finally, this podcast is for general informational purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of counseling, psychotherapy, medicine, or any other healthcare service, including the giving of medical advice. No therapeutic or provider-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and any materials linked to this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional psychological advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining advice for any psychological or medical condition they have, and they should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on the Lift Effect podcast.